Hey, Two and a Half Chicks is back. Today's episode is all about the libido. It's a complex creature, and it has different factors that influence it, from biological to psychological to social and so much more. We talk about the age when libido kicks in and slows down for men and women. They hit their sexual peaks at different times. How unfair is that? We talk about the concept of use it or lose it, and what to do when stress is impacting your libido. How about when long-term relationships impact libido? And what about for you guys who have women who've lost their sex drive and you have no idea how to bring it back? There's some good advice in there for this. We also talk about how to increase sexual experiences and how hotel sex is different. How do you know when your libido is kicking up more? Is it in your body or is it in your brain? Also, Monica makes an announcement about her dating life and Brian wants all the juicy details. Tune in to hear all this and more in the season three opener. Hey everyone, Two and a Half Chicks is here with you again. We're back. And today we're going to talk about the subject of libido. Libido, aka sex drive, right? The subject of libido is a very big subject. It's influenced by a lot of different things. Biological, social, psychological. It's a huge topic. Um, Monica, are you kicking us off this time? or Hey! We... we weren't introduced, Monica, so I'll just say hey. I'm sorry, I didn't <laughs> say. It's Tess, Monica, and Brian. Hi! Hi. What happened to my head? Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys did any like research or discussion for this discussion, but libido is influenced by a lot of different things, right? I was looking at an article in Healthline, and it, it was talking about how the biological factors like hormone levels or psychological factors like different stress levels that are in your life or social factors like your relationships all influence your libido. And then there's also, of course, libido is impacted by age. Men and women differ and how their libidos kick in and slow down at different points of life. So I can share some of the things I read about what happens at different ages, or if you guys have any other way you want to jump it off, let me know. Well, I'll just start it off by just saying real quick that I was telling Emma about the uh, topic this week, and she said, you know, I was just looking up online. Um, She said, I've been feeling crazy horny lately, and it may be because of my libido, I may be premenopausal. And they said that some of the stuff, it, it could be caused by pre-menop- you know, being premenopausal, creating a little more of your, you know, your hormone like levels. It, like it ramps up before it slows down? That's kind of what she read. Yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting. Oh, that's scary. Oh, interesting. I thought it might be because she did some of the stuff we suggested and her brain is more engaged in sex. She has done some of the stuff. Uh, she tells me all the time to thank you guys. She said she's batting a thousand since the episode. So apparently, I love hearing that. She yeah. must be changing lives one yeah. orgasm at a time. <laughs> yeah, she must be face fucking me with somebody. I don't know. Oh, it's, it's working. oh I'm sure. <laughs> well, maybe she's it's not. you that she's <laughs> fantasizing about while she's fucking you. <laughs> yeah, it could be. I doubt it. Oh, Brian. <laughs> so yeah, that that's basically what I what I learned this week after I brought up the topic. So I'll add to that. I'll I'll chime in with my story right now. So everybody, Brian. Is there a drum roll? I was thinking that too. So, you know, I've been on the dating apps and it's not that big of a deal. Don't get too excited. It's not like that great. (laughs) I don't know what it is actually, Monica. I'm just, it seems like you have an announcement. So I did meet up with this guy on OkCupid. Uh, just to just to give the the heads up, it's not serious. He he made it clear he doesn't want anything serious. 
Uh, but we did become, we did get acquainted and uh, got comfortable with each other. And yeah, so he's been coming over to my house. That's how I will play. That's how you'll put it? Yeah. He's been throwing milk, Monica? He's not throwing milk. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's what you're going to say? He's been coming to my house? I mean, inquiring minds want to know. She spelled it C-U-M to her house. <laughs> That's kind there of what is. I'm taking. This is the way Monica says it. He's been coming over to my house when the boys are not home. <laughs> is he coming to your house with regularity then? Yes. Yes. Oh. Yes. So now I'll say it how for exciting. the listeners how I would say it. Monica getting that shit hit. <laughs> Congratulations, Monica. We are too excited. We're not serious. We're just, you know, it's we don't know how long it's gonna last. Oh, we're all okay with that. Yeah, I'm fine. Monica's living her best life. But I really We don't care I really We don't care if it's serious. We're just happy. I have a lot of fun with him. So that's what's important. I feel comfortable. In fact, I think that's what advice that Brian's been giving you is don't yeah. It doesn't matter if it's serious. Just have fun. Live a little Yeah, I am just having fun. I am just having fun. How many times have you lived a little? Oh, quite a few. <laughs> well, see, you can use the stress relief right now I with can. school. I can. Yes. Which is why I have a lot to say about libido, that's for sure. Yep. See, balance is key. Yeah. Uh, because I, I've definitely been uh, many times in my life where I just get abstaining a lot. And I can definitely say, it, I mean, it doesn't go away. Uh, the more you go without it, but the... Less you, your body kind of craves it. However, I do find that when you don't satisfy your libido, it's almost like for me, I, you know, obviously it's not the same for everybody. I, I get more on edge. Like I grind my teeth more. I feel more like. I was going to ask up. if you feel different in your life now that you have yes. some regularity. Some experience. Yeah. yeah, I feel more relaxed. Oh, well, Monica talked about having a little bit of problem at school. Maybe because now she's having sex. It's like the Costanza <laughs> thing from Seinfeld. When he started, when he abstained from having sex, he became brilliant. <laughs> and then when he started having sex again, he was yeah. like, uh. Like laser focused before. Yes. And then when he started having sex, it's like. But the funny thing is that. explain why I took the path I took in life. <laughs> the funny thing is that once I got active again, it's like my libido went up. Like it was oh, a, see that? Yeah. Oh, uh, see, it it's use up. it or lose it. It is yeah. use it or lose that. it. I believe that yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah it yeah. went up. Yeah, like, the more like, you get, the more you want. And, like, and I think women experience that too. I don't think it's just men. I think women experience that too. I just had this conversation where I was talking about it, and it's like right now I'm so stressed out with trying to move again. The work is stressing me out. You know, it, there's a bunch of different things, but my sex drive has gone down. In mm-hmm. the last few months. That's that's psychological Stress. stressors. Uh, absolutely. Stress. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She said it's... to me, is it me? I said, no, it has nothing to do with you. Absolutely zero. So I want your listeners out there to know, it. 90% of the time, 98% of the time, it's not you. So she has to appeal to your half chick side. Maybe she needs to like do something to clear that stress from your brain in order for you to be able to. She did. She tries. She tries. She gave me this like intimate massage where there was no sex involved. But it really wasn't meant to be intimate. It was like she was like trying to like rub my thighs and try to release my chakras and everything. I got to tell you, it was really cool. But then I started feeling guilty that like, you know, she's doing this for me. And I couldn't get out of my head. And she she said, I didn't want to say anything, but I read up on this. And that's exactly what they said could happen. People start feeling guilty that you're not giving the massage back. You're just the one accepting it. You're enjoying, you're laying there just trying to relax. I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, That is interesting, but 
You just have to reciprocate another night. Yeah, absolutely. Or you could try like a pot gummy or something. That would help. Get out of your head. If you're not in, if you're into that sort of thing, I just tried that and I, I really liked it. I know. I can't do it. I get paranoid. Really? Yeah. I can't smoke weed. I didn't smoke. I took a gummy, but I don't know. If can't it's even do gummy. a gummy. I, Ma, I told you, Monica, when yeah. I did that gummy. Oh my God. I thought the cops were outside. The FBI. I thought everybody was outside. What about just doing yeah, was, a CBD gummy? That reduces anxiety. You can do them without THC. Yeah. Just a CBD gummy yeah. should work, right? I want to hear about how Monica got hit from behind. Let's talk about that instead. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll, we'll take the focus off of your stress stuff. It's been fun. And it helps that I find very attractive. There's only so many details she's going to give us, huh, Brian? I know. She's I'm just so very... like proper. You know, I want to hear more about it. More, um, he's like dish, dish. Did you get to see your O face? Did you did you pop off? Did you actually orgasm? Mm-hmm. Why? Wow. After multiple times, <laughs> I, I hope so. so. I'm going to put you in your uncomfortable zone, Monica. Yeah, he's really. Do you nice have a nice chest, at... Monica? Oh yes, that's what I spend most. So of Monica's my time on doing. top a lot. Yeah, that's true. She likes no, to he's on top chest. a lot too because like he gets up, you know, and stands up a little bit, so I could oh, see he's doing his the push up. I oh, nice. see, I really had no idea, Monica. I was just making a guess. Yeah, no, he's. I really like his the way he looks. So he has nice oh, eyes cool. too. So I like his eyes. Mm-hmm. So, he but very dreamy. Nice. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he's fun. He's fun. But like I said, it's not serious. It's just to pass the time, or just, you know, we're, just so, have we're fun. so proud of you. Hoeing it up, nice, my <laughs> yeah, nice. hoe. You're not a hoe. Don't shame her. Don't oh, get I that think activated. It's awesome. I think we should all be hoes. Yeah, I, don't, I, know, I, yeah. I don't use that as a derogatory term. I think it's awesome. And he knows about the podcast and he thinks it's cool. Oh, cool. He's like, oh, what should my code name be? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to call you. Oh, is he going to come on? Uh, no, nah, probably not. Oh, code name for you to talk about. Yes, yes, yes. Ah. If, if you're listening out there, your nickname is The Milkman. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> first of all, I verified that it's not milk, okay? <laughs> Monica said she verified it's not milk by taste. I'm not saying. <laughs> Monica. Not saying. Come on, I Monica. Just, no, it's not milk, okay? all right so taking us back to our topic though you said that your libido kind of like picked up because of yeah absolutely it was like i would still i still had it when when i was abstaining but it was just kind of dull but i was more like like i said wired like i was on edge i wasn't getting angry at anybody because i don't generally get angry at people but i could just feel my like my teeth i was grinding my teeth a lot uh, just doing, you know, like ticks, you know, like moving my, my, my hands or something. I just felt really uh, stressed and I haven't felt like that. Oh, well, now I feel stressed because now Monica's libido went up and mine went down. This is not right. Something's weird with the it's universe. temporary, Brian. It's temporary. <laughs> it also helps that I feel very confident with him. Like we've said, I don't care. It's like, I'm not expecting right. anything. I have no expectations just to have fun. Maybe that's why you can feel so confident. Yeah. So That's not where I was taking us conversationally. Where I was going to take us conversationally was the unfairness of the fact that guys hit their sexual peak starting at 15, 16, and it slows down. They have it into their 20s, and it starts to slow down in their early 30s, right when women's starts to hit their peak. Yeah. Because women start to hit their... We've talked about this briefly before. We did. But women start to hit their peak. And they said it's interesting that when women's fertility years start to dip, their sex drive starts to increase, which is kind of interesting. Do we know why? Do they know why? No, I don't think so. Let me 
Uh, let me see. I think it's not important. I wonder if it it's has to No, it's not important. Well, yeah. <laughs> I went, no. You just told, you know, you just ruined it for everybody by saying, well, your sexual peak was this old. Ours is this old. You know, try yeah, to, but find, that's, those are just try like, to find a happy medium. <laughs> look, hey, I'm in my 50s and mine is as high as ever. So if there's hope. You know, like it's not, it's, these oh, are just, these are just now, generally, but I, th- I also feed my brain like crazy. So that has a lot to do with it. Like we talked about. Now I have talked yes. to some women. I don't think I'm menopausal or pre-menopausal or post-menopausal, peri, yeah. peri whatever it is. Uh, but I have talked to women who are in a menopause or a past menopause and they say they still have a libido. That need yeah. doesn't go away. Yeah. No, I think women like they de- they experience more things like vaginal dryness mm-hmm. and stuff like that yeah, more than their sex drive goes away. But I think some of those other things impact their sex lives, like the misery that they go through, the hormonal changes, and some of the physical changes mm-hmm. impact their sex life so because they're more they're focused. Turmoil. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I'm in no no way an expert on this stuff. I know nothing. I only know what I read and neither do I. People talk about yeah. Yeah, well, I believe I believe that, like you said, it doesn't matter how old you are. When you find that desire in somebody, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whoever it is, yeah. that yep. you know that that'll peak your libido no matter what. And as you get yeah. older, you can you know you experiment more, so you're a little more open. You got to have a big trust factor too. Yeah, I think there is something to that. Being older and being more experimental. You also yeah. know your body, like you yourself yeah. know your body what you like, so you're able to give. Uh, not instructions, but advice communicate. or communicate to your partner what you like. Yeah. And it's amazing the difference it makes when you're willing to do that. Some people aren't comfortable communicating, no. but then I feel like it screws up their experience. Like they could have a better experience if they were. But I think you hit the nail on the head one time, Tess, when you said, I think if those conversations take place before the bedroom, then the bedroom I got experience that from, is better. I got that from Sex with Emily, mm-hmm. yeah. that podcast. Well, she hit she the said, nail on the head. Yeah, she said, go, you know, talk about it when you're not in the bedroom, because that's really when you can feel more comfortable in the moment. I don't know. But still, like, I don't know, like someone's going down on me. I have no problem going a little higher, a little to the left. I have no problem doing that. But people no, we do. Like it, no, but I could say speak for my, I, I like. Why would you want to sit me. there and work and work and work at something that's not going to go anywhere? Look, I follow the GPS in my car, you know, to get to where I got to go. Mm-hmm. I have no problems following your directions, women, to tell me where to go. It's yeah, okay. and uh, the biggest tip we can give the listeners, whether you're seasoned or not, is if you're not hearing anything from the person, change what yes, you're doing. Yes, that's true. Yes. <laughs> like, got to be some breathing. Change it up and listen. Some, change yeah, it up and listen. Gotta, there should be some kind yes. of physical response. Yeah, if they're looking at their if cell they're phone, not communicating. then just leave. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. I've never done that. I don't know would, but. So let's talk about some of the things to do. Like, I know for me personally, um, I'm stressed out. I can tell you this right now. So, girls, if you're listening, if your guy is stressed out, okay, understand that. Guys, if you're listening, if your girl is stressed out, understand that. Try to come up with ways to alleviate that stress. Sometimes sex is the alleviator, okay, but other times it doesn't work. So maybe it's just, you know, you got kids, whether your kids or not, you know, just sometimes just needs maybe take a minute. They say, look, take a ride, go do something. Get out of the house. Yeah, get out of the house, clear your mind a little bit. You know, it's it you live in, in a brain. very stressful world. On a big fucking neon sign that says it starts in the brain. It yeah. all starts in the it brain. It does. It does. Yeah. Like there's times where my husband will sometimes say, we're going to go for a drive. We're just going to get out of the house. We just have to get out of the house. He also knows that I really fucking love fresh air. I also found that uh, like if you live, you know, in, in your house and with your partner or whatever, going away, just going to sleep somewhere else, even if it's for a night at a hotel. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Get out of the house. I yeah. find 
works. Cause Brian, you talked about that about before, how sex in a hotel is different. Oh, yeah. Hotel sex is so much better than in your own house sex. There's, I don't know. there's just a mentality it? about it. Yeah. yeah. I think because I feel like there's a camera somewhere and I'm putting on my best effort. I feel like I'm a porn star in a hotel room. You're putting on a show? <laughs> yes, I put on a show. I don't know. I, it could just be for both of us. But well, you, Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you, it's just different. Mm-hmm. It's to get yeah. you out of your environment. And people do that all the time. Yeah. They go to hotels to meet people all the yeah, time. Yeah, you don't have to make the bed. You just get up and go when you're done. That's it. Sometimes people want to sleep with somebody. They don't want that person to know where they live. So they just yeah. meet at a hotel. <laughs> no, people do that. that okay, so very, I'm going to say. You said that with such confidence, Tess. It made me well, think Well, I was just going to say <laughs> I did that in my swinging days. We did that. We like met a couple out for dinner and then we were like, we hit, we're like, everyone like each other. Everything went well. Okay. They're like, we have a hotel room down the street. We're like, cool. So we did it. I did do that because <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to show you where I live. You're not going to show me where you live, but we want to have a, an adventure. So hotel it is. That's fair. Cool. Right. What else could you do to alleviate some stress for your, for your libido? Go up? Like, also, like I heard that you could eat certain foods, right? I like heard that like. Yeah, so to speak, right? I heard that like if you eat figs, um, there's some kind of figs and bananas, avocados, things like that. I I would um, say that eating healthy foods, trying to eat as many healthy foods as possible will definitely make a difference because sometimes foods, you know, depending on the food you eat, if you eat too much sugar or too much salt, it kind of makes you sluggish. Yeah, make it fun. Put them on your partner. Put the fig on your partner. Then you just worry about cleaning it up. Yeah. Put the fig on your partner. That is not a sentence I thought I would hear. Put the fig on your partner. <laughs> chocolate cake or a fig? Which one? You want a both? Chocolate oh, cake. chocolate. Chocolate's good oh, too. Yeah. Oh, you got to tell that story about you and the devil at oh, the freaking wine bar, man. So we went to a wine bar one time out. <laughs> wine it was Wine 661. Shout out. That place was really awesome. So we went there one night and I was talking to the hostess I was about to pay the bill and I said hey can I get a chocolate souffle to go and she says no um, we don't do them to go it takes 30 minutes to bake it's just fucking stupid but yeah, anyway I thought that was kind of stupid too but I was like look I, I'm like just do me a favor look I, we've been in here for three hours having a great time can you just pl- please make me a chocolate souffle she's um I, I don't really know I said look um you see that woman over there I am gonna take that chocolate <laughs> souffle home spread it all over her body and lick off every ounce of it. She goes, all right, give me 30 minutes. <laughs> what well, woman wouldn't respond to that? Like, for real. Like, the woman that owns the place. I mean, the yeah, owner. And then it woman, got bad because I was drunk that night. And I w- she gave it to me in one of those little Chinese food boxes. Those little white fold-up boxes. Yeah. Right? And I'm walking out of the place, swinging it, yelling to everybody, I am eating this cake off of that body tonight. <laughs> oh, my God, Brian. <laughs> It was classic, Brian. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. And I so think yes, you got chocolate. a lot of nods and high fives. And I did. Applause. Remember the guy from the band even paused playing just so he could so he could shake my hand? And I didn't remember that. God bless you, brother. <laughs> oh, my God. But chocolate is one of those things that could boost your libido. Like an aphrodisiac. Yes. It, it releases endorphins. What about oysters? I've never tried oysters. Is it true about oysters? Oysters work too. Yes, they make you rock hard. So you need to start buying oysters, Brian. <laughs> I eat them every chance I get. <laughs> I just like oysters. 
that's just the you know the bonus. One of the things you and I were talking about was um, setting aside time for intimacy, right? Date nights. Definitely. That kind of goes with getting out of the house, but you know what I mean. It's setting aside time for intimacy means that you're not letting everything else take a prior focus to the relationship. And so if you got, I keep going back to it because I'm dating someone with a child. But if you have mm-hmm. children. Please, please don't forget that you're still a man and you're still a woman, a woman. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or you're still a man and a man and a, or a woman and a woman, whatever your lifestyle is, you're still adult human beings that have needs, right? You know, give the kid to somebody for the night so you guys can spend your time together. Okay. Don't forget that you're still an adult that needs that intimacy and that reassurance. Absolutely. Because when you have little children, it's a whole focus change mm-hmm. and it takes the focus off you as a man, her as a woman, or you as a couple, right? So you have to be, and this was our experience, which led us down a whole rabbit hole of adventure, but you don't have to do that. But I'm just saying like, you have to be very intentional about keeping your brain on sex so that when the time comes to have that intimacy, you want it. Because if you're focused on the kids all the time, you have no desire for sex by the end of the day. Or your job or anything else, right? Yes. Kids is just one example. If you focus too, yeah, there's a good example because I brought it up, right? Mm -hmm. But you're right. If you constantly are focusing on the negatives, it's going to bring it into the bedroom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would say that I had my lowest libido right after I had my two sons because I had two Mm -hmm. kids running around. I was tired. It was just my libido was bad. And I think it got worse because um, my ex-husband, he just didn't understand. And he didn't do anything to try to help me to relax. He actually made it worse. Mm. That's because guys are programmed differently. Well, it's also hard for men. For him, it was like, because he had it. So he expected me to just be able to turn it on at any moment. But it wasn't like that. And that really was a big problem in our marriage for yeah, and most guys are waiting, doing the countdown. They find the first thing they say, they listen for when after the kid is born is, "Well, how long should we wait yeah. <laughs> to have sex?" Right, and the countdown just continues. You guys are trying to heal. You're trying to have a you know bond with your yeah. Child. And it was it's, funny because at the end of that, I don't know if it was six to eight weeks. He's like, "Oh, are we ready?" I'm like, "No, I'm not. I don't <laughs> want to have it right now. You're gonna have to wait. I just don't want it." I think it's really hard for men because. They don't know what to do when the woman's focus changes and they don't know how to change it back. And I think that what men make the mistake of doing is just pushing the sex angle, mm-hmm. not realizing that that's not working to take another tact, which is to pamper her right. to where she can think sexually again. Because women who are not focused in their bodies can't just go from, from nothing to sex. Exactly. So if a man would just change the tack and just make it more about that stuff we were talking about, like massage or... Whatever you could do to pamper her service. and take her acts of service. Yeah. That kind of thing would, it would actually work to his benefit. But a lot of men don't know how to do that. They don't know how to make, help the woman transition back into her body. They don't. And I don't blame them. Like it's, You guys are and, a very complicated machine. Sorry, but you are. are. We are. You don't have to be sorry. It's true. It's something I've always said. Like, I know there, when you're with a partner, you love that partner. You're obviously in love. But you have to have to also like the person you're with. I have to like that person. If I don't like right, that person. Right, but going backwards to what we talked about when I used to sit next to you at work and talking about my last relationship, right? Yes. And I yes. used to say, it's, everything is so good, but I don't really like her. I don't like the yeah. person she is. <laughs> yeah. But I love having Gosh. sex. <laughs> I'm with Monica. That would be really difficult for me. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm talking from the female angle here because it definitely yeah. affects me. If I don't like that person, like as a person, it's not happening. But here's an interesting thing too. Like 
what we give our attention to expands. So if you're with a partner who's doing stuff to piss you off and that's all you think about, you're going to constantly be pissed off. There's been times in my marriage where our relationship ebbs and flows and it could be really bad or really good. And sometimes the really good is because I'm focusing on what I love about him, not what frustrates me. So if we like, if we start focusing a little bit more on what's good about the partner, you might see more of the good in front of you. It's almost like a, I don't want to say self-fulfilling prophecy, but it's like you have to sometimes put that bad stuff aside or maybe have a conversation about how to make the bad stuff better, but just try to focus on the good because that's just like kind of a life hack anyway, but. Definitely, I think with romance, it's it can get it can be a killer or it can be great, and it doesn't mean the bad stuff's not there. It could get exhausting, though, constantly thinking about the good if the bad's never changing. You're right. You have to try and change the bad. Yeah, that's what happened with me. The bad never changed. And if you can't change it all alone, Monica, like if mm-hmm. your partner's not willing to work on it, then mm-hmm. you can't. One person can't do it for sure. That's fair. So another thing that they say that is a libido boosting is. Exercise. I agree. Increases your stamina, improves your body image, lifts your mood, and ultimately boosts your libido. Yeah, I agree. If you're confident in yourself and your looks and stuff like that, uh, then you're definitely a little more free. And there's just endorphins. Yeah, yeah, there's there's it's like a it's a good cocktail. And it's also like, you know, eating like while you're doing that, eating foods that will help like like I know everybody's gonna be like, Oh god, garlic, right? Garlic is one of those things, it's disgusting. If you both eat garlic that night, it's fine. It's <laughs> fine, right? Don't you go out and eat garlic and then let somebody else not eat it and then try to do it because no, it's oh, disgusting. Fish. But yeah. garlic and like basil, when you eat them, they're like those, what do they call them? Those vaso uh was uh what are they call vasodilators. And they expand your capillaries and more blood flow is going through your system. So, you you know, your heart rate goes up, your blood goes to the right spots. So those are the kind of the things you need to do, right? It's silly. But like I said, don't eat garlic on your own and expect your partner to want to make out with you and sit in the same room. It's disgusting. Yeah. Agreed. Go for Thai food together. You got to do it together for sure. I mean, and going back for to sure. our grooming episode, make sure you're clean. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Make sure your needs. Right. That's right. It's all like part of the self confidence. Makes a difference. Thing. Yeah, it's all part of the self confidence thing. But you know, your partner wants you to be clean too. Yeah, even alcohol. <laughs> right? They tell you have one glass of of wine. Don't don't go out there and get ripped. You know, we talked about this well, having whiskey. Dip, oh, right? that helps libido a little bit too. It does, right? I, I guess it's getting it does. a little bit. Because it helps clear that stress out of your brain. Right. But you also know that alcohol is, is a depressant. A depressant, yeah. It clears yeah, it true. for a split second and then you go, oh, crap. Now I remember why I'm depressed. Well, I don't, you know, I don't want to make it sound like this is needed because it's not needed. It's just for fun. But there are times where I just can't turn off my brain and a couple of glasses of wine and like, or like say my husband and I are like at an impasse, right? Mm-hmm. He's not doing anything. I'm not doing anything. Neither one of us is starting it, you know. I might want him to start it, but he's not starting it. So I might be like, eh, I won't start it. Like stupid shit that couples do. But I'll we're, have we're a We're not co- talking about like that you were somebody with a normal libido. We're talking about people with low libidos. Like, you know, don't make it worse by having multiple glasses of alcohol if you already have a low libido. You're just kind of, you know, tweaking yeah, the Yeah, I guess so. I, I guess, yeah, what I was thinking is that if you have a couple glasses of wine, sometimes you put shit away enough Correct. to- prioritize your body a little more. Uh, and I agree with you 100%, but like talking about trying to boost libido, right? Alcohol is a depressant, so it's going to yeah, bring yeah, it down. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So yeah, what yeah, I use it for the same thing you use it for. I mean, Tesco, I mean, really, right? I mean, it's yes, wonderful. Yes, we lowers our inhibitions and we just push yes. it aside that we'd be carrying exactly. otherwise. And I don't, it's not an all the time thing, but it sure is fun sometimes. 
Yeah, and one of the other things they tell you to do is meditate. You guys could probably speak more on this because I can't meditate for shit. I have no idea how to meditate. It doesn't make sense to me. Sitting there quiet is not my forte. So how do you do this? There are different ways you can meditate, Brian. You could also yeah. meditate with music. Like you could mm-hmm. just like put like a, a, a calming music and listen to it. And while you're listening to music and you could be standing up, you don't have to be sitting down. All you have to do is just focus on the present. You breath. don't have to oh. clear your mind. Like focus on something that is present, like your breath or your body moving or even just the music, how the music makes you feel. And if you have thoughts that come into your brain, it's okay. You don't have to clear it. You just can like, just put them off to this, you know, like not let them go any further than they're going and just continue to meditate. But, but really meditation is really about focusing on the present. Inward. Okay, that's fair. Inwardly. Now, does anybody else have this problem of like, you have so many thoughts in your head, it feels like your head's going to explode? Yeah. You, it's a hard time controlling your thoughts. I have it. Yeah. One of the things you have to do is if you're having a hard time focusing on being still, I will, like, I just started doing this. I wasn't meditating at all. And I just started meditating. I will concentrate on the breath and I visualize the breathing in and breathing out. I have visuals that I attach to it. And then I speak in my mind what my intention is for the meditation. So if you can't be completely still, you can say, I'm meditating. You know, you, you, you say in your mind what you're meditating for. What is your intention? What are you trying to accomplish? Whether it's stress relief or you're trying to deal with, you know, a block you have or whatever. All of the answers that we need are inside of us. We just don't tap into it. So you're basically quieting all the external noise and turning to your internal self. We don't know it, but it really rejuvenates us and replenishes us. Okay. I try to direct the thoughts if I can't quiet them, if that makes sense. Yes. So what would you what would you say to someone, okay, you're a female and you're talking to your other female friends and, you know, let's face it, a lot of the guys our age, they're all Mr. Burley, Mr. Lumberjack, kind of tougher than tough. They don't want to, you know, take the time to work on themselves. Like how, how would you respond to your girlfriend saying, you know, like, I don't know what to do with him. I can't get him to meditate. He's not the type that's going to meditate. He just wants to have a beer. What kind of advice would you give a female? Well, what is the problem that she's trying to solve? Like, like if she's not feeling the intimacy anymore, not feeling like the, the you know, the romance is gone, and maybe his libido's down, maybe hers is down because of him, right? It could be like osmosis, right? When one person's depressed, the other one gets depressed. Like, you know, yeah, you well, mean bad? They're like in a rut. Yeah, they're in a rut. Yeah, I think communication's the first step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if the guy is not willing to work on it with a woman, that's very difficult because they have to be able to work on it together. There's nothing can be solved by one person alone. And they have to try to let go of their judgment of the other person. Like, oh, so that's that huge, when Monica. Person, when your other, you know, your partner tells you something about themselves, you have to really just not judge them and listen to them. Absolutely. And try to okay. see it from their perspective. But that's so huge. a little tangent off of libido, if you get into that whole marital thing. Sometimes I feel when people get married that there's this unspoken understanding that we're married now. Like it, people stop taking the happiness of their partner as their responsibility. I agree. Like, in other words, I'm forsaking, like in a monogamous relationship, I'm forsaking all others for you. My happiness should mean something because I don't have to be here. So I feel like people start taking that for granted. I also think that when people get married, they they take advantage of their partner in that you should treat your partner like the best person in the world all 
the time. Because they chose you. They chose you and you chose them. And you should treat them as if you're going to lose them every single day. Right. The happiness should matter. The happiness between the both of you should matter. And I think a lot of people, like, they figure, oh, we're married. We made vows. They're going to stick with me no matter what. No matter what. So I can treat them the way I can. I can yell at them the way I can. And that's not the way it should be. Yeah, they get comfortable. They start treating them like a family member instead of a, a partner. Right. You know, you yell at your brother or your sister like it's nothing, but, you know, your partner, you can't do that to. And a lot of people, their insecurities, they project them onto their partner. So they get angry at their partner for stuff that, you know, that they are themselves are insecure about. Not getting the love you need does a number on your psychological state because you start to feel like you don't deserve it anymore or you start not to feel worthy of it. You start to like, ex- there is a line in um, The Change Up that Leslie Mann is not getting attention from her husband, right? And she's talking to the babysitter and she says, the shit end of the stick starts to feel normal after a while. And I think that happens a lot in relationships, whether it's the man or the woman, because it happens on both sides, where you sacrifice, you just do without, because there's no other choice. You don't think there's any other choice. And then it starts to feel normal. And that's when it becomes dangerous. In a perfect world, our libido would go down because of age or, you know, horribly like a medical condition. It should never go down because of the person you're with. Or like the rut that you guys get in or like the stresses of your job, right? You know, there's always ways to combat that stuff. So like you said, Monica, cherish that person that you're with every day mm-hmm. or just move on. Exactly. Don't don't put your, neither one of you deserve that. You should all like want for your best life. My only follow-up comment was that I feel like marriage should come with clauses that have to be renewed regularly. <laughs> because I think people make those vows and then they think for 50 years. Yeah. Like, like, Brian like and lease. I have said that before. It's like a lease. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Like, I think, like, because, like, um, my sister's relationship, they, they're not married, but they do ceremonies. They mm-hmm. do their own ceremonies. And they revisit, I don't know if it's once a year, they say, I still want to be here. Do you still want to be here? Yes. And they do a ceremony when they both say yes. It's an opportunity to assess where you are in the relationship and if your partner's making you happy and if they're not you have an opportunity to say something because i think it's that if i'm going to get out of it thing that's what makes people do what you said monica which is treat not take advantage of their partner right Mm -hmm. so anyway that was my only follow-up comment is that marriage should have a clause to revisit regularly if people are not just keeping up their vows but taking care of each other i agree you should want to be there yeah exactly yeah you You should want to be there you should love your partner if you don't love your partner then there's a problem Whenever my husband and I celebrate an important date, whether it's our first date anniversary or if it's like our you know wedding, whatever, one of the things I always say when I do a post about it or whatever is that we're celebrating that we keep choosing each other every day. Mm-hmm. Because yes. there was, a, there was a, a spiritual counselor that I went to for many years that I met through my mom. My mom used to go to her and she used to describe my parents as a couple who had a very difficult relationship. They were not compatible in a lot of ways, but she used to say they kept choosing each other every day anyway. And I loved that. Mm-hmm. I love that statement because relationships are hard are. and you don't like the person you're with a lot of times and you love them, but you, you don't always like them. And you, you, we have things that you have to, to work through, but the bottom line is despite all the difficulties, we keep choosing each yeah. other every day. And you and should so, choose each other freely. It shouldn't be you chose, yes. you're choosing this person because you're obligated to choose right. this person because you made that. Right. Yes. You are choosing or them because comfort. you want right. to choose them. Exactly. Because you Brian. like them. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> right. I know Definitely. I know a lot of people that I see their relationships and I'm thinking to myself, they're just comfortable. They're just comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. You know, they're yeah, or not... they're just afraid to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, exactly. They're codependent, right? Mm-hmm. Codependent. Uh, agreed. I see that yeah. a lot. 
Mm-hmm. They just don't uh, know and, how to live life without each other. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and it's sad. just sad to think about all the stuff they missed out on. Yeah. They, you know, it could have been so much more enjoyable. You just found yes. somebody that you wanted to be with, like you yearned for, not for someone. Oh, well, you know, been with him for this long, or been with her for this long. What's the difference? Wow, yeah. that just boggles my mind when I hear that. Yeah, I know because they're just like giving up on the, the. Yeah, they're just like su- they're they're self sacrificing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I tell you guys all the time, like, my ex-wife was amazing, is amazing. To this day, I still talk to her. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. But she wasn't, you know, fulfilling what I wanted in a partner. And people from the outside would go, how could you give that up? Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, you have to. it's not up to everybody else. Yeah, you have to find your happiness. Because my libido was horrible when I was married. Well, the only time it was, (laughs) it was not horrible is when I left, when I walked outside the marriage. Right. You know, I was always searching for something new, something different. Yeah. That's not But when you find that person that you want to wake up next to and you want to do it, it feels even better. Yeah. You know, because like I said, she said to me, are you sure it's not me? And I was like, no, you're amazing. Every day you're amazing. It's nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. It's me. Yeah. I was going to ask, how do you guys know, like personally, when your libido is kicking up? What happens? How do you feel it? In my penis. <laughs> gets up <laughs> mine's in my brain yeah mine is in my brain yeah. i agree you start thinking about sex more yes. you start thinking yeah. sexually you and like start wanting like, to look more sex mm-hmm, like sexy mm-hmm. you start making more of an effort mm-hmm. you yeah you it's a focus change no focus it, it's change true for me too. so also it's like I, tell me you girls if you have this thing too so like as a guy there's probably certain times out of the month right it sounds like where you feel like okay maybe i'm gonna rub one out three times today you just can't get enough of doing your, you know, just it's totally physical, right? Yes, it's, just it's physical. physical. Like you, yeah. you just, and you know, you just popped off, and then you know, an hour and a half later, oh, I'm gonna do it again. Like you just feel this urge. It's crazy, right? It just, it's overwhelming. The factory is overproducing. It's it, yes, it, <laughs> it's mental. I, I feel like that when there's something uh, in my brain triggering it. Like I felt it when I started like talking to this to this guy I'm talking to right now. Or not talking to more than talking to, but like mm-hmm. all of a sudden it was like okay, talking with yeah. her vagina, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and other stuff, <laughs> and other stuff. <laughs> she said what I was thinking. Elaborate. <laughs> what other? You know what other stuff can be? There's only like a few options. Vagina. Yeah, we're gonna make her you repeat all the orifices again. <laughs> But anyway, you were saying, uh, yeah, for, for me, it's like the more I get, the more I want is kind of the mentality, it's, right? Yeah. Yes. It's a little addicting sometimes, but not in an unhealthy way. There is unhealthy sexual addiction, but there's a healthy way too. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's not hurting anybody or hurting your life, but yeah. I just didn't a, know if there were, you guys had that like kind of like that monthly feeling where like one day just seems to be a little bit overboard. When I was younger, yes. There was always what a few days in the month. That's when I ovulate. That it was like wow, like mm-hmm. pretty strong sex drive. I get it sometimes once I've started my period, but I think it's just psychological because like now I'm like fuck, I'm not as available as I normally am. So I think it might be more psychological <laughs> yeah. for me. Like I'm like pouting that I'm on my period and I want to have sex. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you're still it's just available. not the same. You just you, you still just don't you want still it. can yeah you still can, but it's not the same as you know. Yeah, because my ex girlfriend, she every time she got she she got horny just like you. But then we yeah. were just she was excited that she was so happy at that moment. I was like you know. Oh, and there's still a lot you can do. Like 
doesn't have to just be regular penetrative sex. There's still plenty you can do. Yeah. Although the penetrative sex was really good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's That's definitely wet. So <laughs> don't have to worry <laughs> well, about dryness different. at that point. Yeah, but it's different wet. It's not as disquist. That's right. It yeah, it's dries not, it's up. not slippery. It dries yeah. up a little more. It, it's, yeah, like yeah, being it's, in the, it's like being in the pool, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never done it in a pool, so I don't know. Which brings us to our next thing about libido, right? If you want to help, like, you got to get plenty of sleep. Yes. Sleep is a yeah, that's really, huge. Goodness. really yes, important Brian. thing. That is, that is so huge. important. So important. Yeah, Seven you, hours. You don't feel, minimum. Yes. Minimum. Yeah. I mean, and you know, all of us could probably attest to this, but the older you get, it's not like you need yeah. less sleep. For some reason, I think your body just doesn't allow more sleep, right? Mine it does. could be like the nature of your life. Right, it'll be all the shit on your brain. It's like right now for me, I literally need to go to bed every night with like Netflix playing or like Amazon Prime. I need to listen to, to a distract movie you? to distract me from yeah. every single day thoughts. Yeah, I have to do that too, but not Netflix. But yeah, I have to distract myself too. Yeah, I need for to sure. hear somebody. Like my go-to is Jaws. Right, I know the movie so well that I put it on, and as they're dialoguing, I can literally picture the scenes with my eyes closed. So Which Jaws? I, the first. The, well, well, well. Test. Never say that again. There's only one. <laughs> only Jaws. the first one. Well, the reason I ask. The reason I, I ask is because there was a comedian movie. that did a fantastic bit on the Jaws movies. Okay. I just fair. wondered. All right. Anyway, sorry. But obviously, if I'm sleeping next to my girl, I can't put the movie on, and, and you know what I mean. So distracts her. Yeah, it distracts her. Right. So it, you got to come to a, a happy medium there. Well, you you can use the white noise machines, Brian. Those help. Those help a lot. I have that on too. I put the thunderstorm I, on all the time. I find I sleep better when I put the white noise on. It's usually yeah. sound of rain, but. And does anybody else like if you take like a like a artificial tab, like a pill or medicine to fall asleep? Do you feel like it works? Because no. I never feel like it works. I feel like no. it's artificial. I didn't get real sleep. No, it never works. Really, for me. it actually makes yeah. it worse. I don't take yeah. no, no, I don't take Andy. I don't. I don't. Um, I don't do it very often. But I don't. When I do it, it usually works. What's worked for me is I do not look at the phone. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, I I don't either. I put my phone down. You listen to it, right? I just listen to it. Yeah, I'm not. Right, looking it's not at affecting it. your eyes. I don't drink water. I don't drink alcohol two hours before I need to go to sleep, and I don't eat three hours before I need to go to sleep. Makes a difference. I don't go to bed with a full stomach ever either. Yeah. Um, do you guys ever notice that when you're in bed, some people maybe love bed when they lay down at night, but for me, bed is most comfortable in the morning. When I yes. lay down at night, yeah, sometimes it feels good, but it's in the morning when I first wake up that the bed feels the best. It's when the alarm goes off. That's what it feels yes, the best. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to wake yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or yeah, on that's... a Saturday morning, if I get up to go to the bathroom and I go back to bed, it's like, oh, it's just like beautiful. See, not me. On a Saturday morning, it's the like Saturday, Sunday mornings, I am up at the crack of dawn's dawn. And it's just, mm. it is what it is. I, I'm wide awake. But during yeah. the work week, I'm like, oh. That sucks. Yeah. Um, one of the other things they say about libido that I read was to ditch bad habits. Apparently, bad habits can impact your libido. So I don't know what they meant by that because I was just kind of reading a list. They didn't delve into each one. But I would imagine if you ditch bad habits, you might feel better about yourself. Kind hmm. of the same way but with the exercise on what thing. Depends, I guess, what your bad are. habit like, is. Bad habit could be yeah. eating bad food. That's a habit, right? Not eating healthy. Yeah, and if you eat, clean up your diet, then that would definitely make sense that it would increase That would your, make a difference. Yeah. Um, or no, it's not enough sleep. 
So maybe yeah. that's just a roundabout way of covering things we already talked about. Yeah, exactly. you could have a gambling problem yeah. and you like spent the mortgage money. and now you can't and now you're frustrated. Causes you stress. You, yeah, it <laughs> causes you stress. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> depends on the bad habit. Oh, and there was one other thing that I thought was really interesting about men in their fifties and beyond. They say erections may happen less often and may be less firm, but it's not age itself that causes the problem. This is from WebMD. It's not age itself that causes the problem as much as the health problems that might be more common with age, like heart disease, diabetes, high cholesterol, obesity, and the drugs to treat them. So they're basically saying age itself doesn't cause Mm -hmm. a reduction in, you know, erectile function. It's more about other things associated with aging. I I found that really interesting. Now you just made me nervous. No, not nervous. That's good news. It's not just based on age. Like men Take who care have of your body and you should be fine. Unhealthy diets for a large portion of their lives. You know how like they say you get the the plaque in the veins for like cholesterol, you know, it clogs up. Mm-hmm. Well, it happens down there too, going the veins going into your penis. And that can cause impotence. Yeah. I've also heard that heart disease impacts too. Yes. Just like it yep. clogs your veins. Anywhere else in your body, in your heart, it can clog the veins that go to your penis and it can cause impotence. So basically what we're saying is to tell our listeners out there, male or female, Eat healthy. if your libido goes down and you're past a certain age, maybe it's time to get a checkup. Or just, yeah, I mean, take care of your body. Take care you of your don't, body. It's not like a foregone conclusion that because you're a certain age, you're going to lose your erectile function. It just take care of your health. Health yeah, is a also, good way to fix a lot of issues. And also if just it, like and guys out there and girls that like if 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 you do have problems, don't think it's a medical condition either. Because it could just be stress. It could just be stress oh, yeah, too. It could, could be, be emotional. I'm on this program yeah. um that's teaching me how to eat healthy. And one of the things they taught us, Tess, that really works is you have to stop looking at food in terms of good and bad food. You just have to look at food as a way to take care of your body. So you eat the stuff that you know is good for your body and makes your body feel good. Yeah. Food is fuel, not fun. Exactly. So then when you eat the occasional cookie or the occasional cake, you're not beating yourself up about it because you've eaten well most of the other time. Brian knows I did that. Like I looked at food as fuel, not fun. And I lost a lot of weight when I did that. And then I was like, fuck, I can't. I'm like, I can't. What'd you say? I was a lot. No, that's so true. Don't even mumble that. It's so fucking true. What? I was a lot less fun. Oh, you were? She because was. I were wouldn't hungry. eat this and I wouldn't eat that and I wouldn't drink alcohol. No, and I it wouldn't, wasn't. Wouldn't, even, wouldn't. Yeah, it was, wasn't even the hunger thing. Like, it was just like she was so strict with it. I could, like, I wouldn't eat anything or drink anything. See, so that's he's not like, how, could, yeah, I'm not doing that. I eat anything. I just eat more of healthy stuff. Like I, yeah, and I'll that's what I'm doing cake. now. Like, I'll eat cake, I'll eat cookies. I'll eat everything except dessert. It sounds like the milkman's healthy. He is. <laughs> he is. <laughs> I think I'm going to tell him that his name is the milkman on the show. You should tell him. <laughs> We'd love to hear his reaction. So, Monica, when it, when it first happened, when you were both getting into that intimate moment. He's where still was, trying for you, details. Where was your head at? What, what, what was exactly what was happening? Did you say? You're like, I can't believe this. I'm fucking doing this. I can't believe. I was saying that. That's what my head was. But I think I was smiling so much. You know, I was smiling (laughs) so much, and I probably looked really goofy because I was just smiling so much. I was no in the moment. I was like, yeah, you know, like think of like a geeky girl in like like Drew Barrymore type of geeky. You know, it's like, what was that movie? Did you walk into the bedroom with First black skinhead playing in your head? No. 
know. The, <laughs> remember that movie where she was the geek and like never been kissed or something? You yep. know, where she was just like, oh, I was like that. <laughs> I was just smiling so much. <laughs> so you didn't have any like alcohol, nothing, no, no inhibitors? No, I didn't need it. No, he just, he just came over and came over? Yep. <laughs> How yep. many times that night? I can't remember. Multiple times. Wow. Did you did you multiple times? Yes. Wow, Monica. That's Did awful. you throw him in the washer? No. <laughs> I told him that story by the way he left. Well, you got anything else to add? No, I mean, as far as libido goes, I think that just to tie it up, I think libido is a really big subject, but I think there's a lot of hope, right? Because, yes. you know, even though, you know, yes, yeah, certain age slows down, there's certain things you can expect when it's peaks, when it doesn't peak. There's a lot of factors with libido, so there's a lot of ways to mm-hmm. attack low, low libido. And whatever mm-hmm. your libido is, it doesn't have to stay there if it's low. That's right. It doesn't have to stay there. And if it's high, great. Keep that shit going, mm-hmm. right? You know, whatever you're doing, you're doing it right if if you're happy that way. Yep. So I don't know. What Do you guys have any closing comments on it? I think it's just really interesting. It is. I, my closing comments would be be honest with yourself. You know what your stresses are. Be honest with the person you're with. Mm-hmm. If you're not happy... In your life, you're not going to make anybody else happy. And if you, you feel like everything is right as rain, then go see a doctor. There's mm-hmm. no shame in that. You yeah. Go see a doctor. There's no shame in it. Yeah. And I would say that, you know, in, in addition to treating your partner right, also treat yourself right. Because that's a big impact. If you don't treat yourself right, you know, it's going to affect it as well. Yeah. And I think if there's listeners out there that have any feedback on this topic, we'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have suggestions or things that we didn't cover, or if you have questions about your own low libido or high libido, and you want to talk to a bunch of people with life experience that have no credentials whatsoever, we're here. <laughs> no credentials whatsoever. <laughs> Zero <laughs> credentials Negative. whatsoever. We just have life experience. We just like to talk about shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have lots of opinions. Yeah. And, but I think, you know, I'm not to toot our horn, but I think we come up with a lot of good stuff. We do some research, and we have lots of perspective to bring from our lives. And we have so. fun. And we have fun. So, yeah. Cool. So, even while I started seeing what we call him, the Mr. Milkman. Uh, Just Milkman. Because he said he didn't want anything serious, I still wanted to go on OkCupid and see if I could meet somebody who eventually would like to work towards something serious. So, I started chatting with this guy, set up a date, we set up a phone date, we had a great conversation. He said, okay, I, I really want to go out to dinner, uh, set up the dinner, you know, got all dressed up on the day of the dinner. And I texted him to say, hey, I just want to say I'm on my way. I want to make sure everything's okay. Um, and you're still good. Nothing. I call his number because I just had, oh, just texted him. I call his number and I get this phone has been disconnected oh, on his line. I'm like, what the hell? And I'm all dressed up. I got all. And I, I, I went like, you look good. I, right, I felt I like I looked good. good. I Clean underwear. Good. She's like, I, I just got underwear. laid 20 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to knock this guy out. <laughs> and by the way, Mr. Milkman knew all about it. I told him all about it. So I'm very and transparent. I is love the best transparency. Policy. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. Transparency is huge. It's huge. I yep. told him all about it. So uh, I, I, so I decided, okay, let me call the restaurant. And I call the restaurant and I say, do you have a reservation for uh, Jay? 
And they go, uh, we did, but Jay called yesterday to cancel the reservation. Yesterday. Yesterday to cancel the reservation. So I'm like, Jay, what? you're a D-bag. I'm like, what the hell did... I was my on my nicest, you know, like, mood <laughs> during the yeah, call. Monica was coming off a dick high and everything. Yeah. I'm like, Damn. what the heck is wrong with this guy? And so I... Uh, I was very disappointed. I stopped going to the restaurant at that point. I just parked and I called my daughter because I called her. I get upset about this. I called her and I said, "Can you believe what happened?" And uh, my son-in-law was listening. He goes, "Really?" He goes, "He was pissed." So he calls the number and he gets the voicemail. So I got a disconnected message. He got a voicemail. So the guy Monica got blocked. Blocked me. Blocked you? Yeah. Wait. So you had a date planned with him yes. and nothing bad happened and he just out of thin air. Yes. Just, what just the hell? locked me. Ghosted you. Ghosted me. Like more than ghosted. And we had a perfectly fine conversation. It was not acrimonious. It was friendly. I, I don't know what happened. I. It was weird. It happens. It happens to all of us, right? You yeah. can't be discouraged it's by it. It's his issue, not yours. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. And then I, I said, so did you call the milkman? <laughs> So the milkman was already in the picture, right? Yes, he was. Yes. So I said, I know you're disappointed, but did you call the other guy to see if he's available? I actually actually did text him and said, I just got stood up. And he was like, what an ass. Wow. No, he meant you. He had your back. Ooh, ooh, baby, what an ass. (laughs) Bring it on over. Did the milkman, like, care, do you think, one way or another? Do you think he was, like, glad that he was, like, out of the picture? Or do you think he... He didn't say, yeah. but I but did you tell him. Casual, so he might not. Yeah, but I did tell him that if I went on a date and it worked out, then I was going to move on. So I had to. You're gonna move on from him? You mean? You, well, you sorry, never know. Yes. You might be the milkmaid one day, Monica. You don't know this. This is crazy <laughs> world we live in. You could be Mrs. Milkman. <laughs> you said you'd tell him you'd move on from him. Yes, like that. This is casual, but if you meet someone, if I meet somebody that. So you've been 100 percent honest with him. I think that's very great. And I, I think there's plenty of guys out there that are not not they don't mind being used for sex or he just having mind. something ca- used for sex is i don't mean that as bad as it sounds i, I didn't mind they don't, for a long time yeah they don't mind being uh you know be the casual person until you meet no he does the not person mind that you want yeah a lot of guys don't some guys are just good boyfriend material <laughs> brian still holds that against me <laughs> Yeah, sometimes drama makes the world go around. Just remember, by like that stupid saying, YOLO, right? You only live once. Enjoy your life. Be yeah. with the person you want to be with. Be with the friends you want to be with. Absolutely. That's, Enjoy yourself. Yeah, that's one of the things I told uh, Mr. Milkman. I said I'm tired of repressing my <laughs> my sexual desires. I said I'm going to like not. I'm not going to spend my 50s abstaining like I did in my 40s. Good for you. Good for you, Monica. So proud to hear that. This is a different message, Monica, than we've been hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I'm tired of abstaining. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That's, that's, that's quite awesome. the clock, Demetrius. Thanks, Demetrius. <laughs> that's like a, we got a big, big, big audience there. I love it. <laughs> oh, no. well, All right. Signing off. Signing off. Yes. See you guys next week. And, uh. We'll do this again. Thanks, everybody. That's our show for today. Special thanks to producer D for launching season three and keeping two and a half chicks hot. Did you know how complicated libido is? 
We definitely learned a lot talking about it. We'd love to hear any comments you have or advice about the libido discussion. Any questions or advice for Monica and the Milkman? Email us at 2.5chickspod at gmail.com. Follow us at Instagram at 2.5chicks. You can also message us there. Our invitation for guests is always open. Come on and respond to a topic you've already heard or bring us a new one. We got a bunch of episodes ready for season three, so check back soon. Bye.